The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is Fernando Shimudi, and this is your leading the charge. And today I'm here to talk about the top five Bills needs going forward. We've seen what Brandon Bean has done in this free agency, right? To fill all the holes in the team and trying to adapt to this team. As he, he said in his previous press conference, right? No big splashes, no big moves but a real solid job done so far, in my opinion, adding some pieces, adding a nice depth, adding competition to the roster, and improving, improving some important areas, like wide receiver four, wide receiver five, special teams, and, and adding a lot of value to this roster that already is very competitive, as, as we, we have been able to to see in the last few years and i'm gonna continue talking about what can we expect going forward and what uh, i believe are the the biggest needs going forward right i can anticipate uh maybe it's a little bit different from most people but i'm curious to 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 let you know about it and to hear from you about uh, what are your top five or your top needs going forward looking at this roster. I want to say thank you to everybody who has followed the leading the charge. It's mostly in Portuguese for Brazilian Bills Mafia and, and uh, Latin countries, but I will be also producing some content in English and I'm always having some guests from our Buffer Wumblings family here too and outside it so it's always a pleasure to have all of these guests and to be able to share the content with you and so let's go let's talk about the the top five needs and i have a a small list here and my first top need still on this roster is wide receiver two okay wide receiver two is my 
top need going forward. Um, I think the additions made by Bean are solid. I like Deontay Hardy in this wide receiver four role that Gabriel Davis had early in his career. Um, I think he's an upgrade over Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie had a lot of opportunities to to hold down this this slot receiver job and become a more integral piece in this offense, but it never really materialized. He struggled with some fumbles and consistency. Uh, I think Hardy can can be an uh, an upgrade there. I think Hardy's speed is a uh, uh, a big time difference. Not that McKenzie was slower by any means, but McKenzie never became a, a deep a threat, right? Going downfield and tracking well the ball. He will, he always was used in in jet motions, in screen passes, and and some crossing routes versus man coverage. I think Hardy adds uh, more var- variety on of routes. All right, you can send him deep. He can threat. Uh, opposing defense downfield with his speed, with his tracking the ball abilities. So he's an improvement there. He adds to the the returner competition. I think Naheem Hines has done a great job there. But if you look at the film, his biggest returns were kickoff returns, not punt returns. And, and that's exactly what Hardy adds. Uh, All-pro caliber punt returner. So... I think Hardy can 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 be a solid piece going forward. And as Bruce said here in the leading the charge, uh, in a conversation with me about when we were looking at the type of free agents we would look at, and Bruce said, "Okay, I, I'd like to look at the guys who struggle being healthy because their prices go down, and you can add really solid playmakers this way, betting on them to being able to stay healthy." And contribute, and I think Bean has has followed this this trend, right? Hardy is an example. Uh, we can uh, talk about his contract, and maybe we look at it and see. Okay, it wasn't like a cheap contract, but uh, could could have been way more expensive if Hardy were, uh, was healthy last season and could play all season long and contribute more in New Orleans offense. So I think it's a nice bet and, and it can pan out for sure as a good option in the offense and also in special teams. So Hardy solidifies this wide receiver four role. And Sherfield is another guy who's a huge upgrade over Camero, in my opinion, because he contributes on special team, just like Camero. He can take over uh, Taiwan Jones' job as a gunner alongside... Uh, Siren Neal, right? So he takes both of these guys' roles for just one roster spot. And he's also an, uh, a potential target for Josh Allen in the office, a potential weapon, okay? It's not like this guy has no shot at playing on our offense. So it's a huge upgrade having uh, a guy like Sherfield on a really cheap deal, a little bit more than $1.7 million, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I really like this signing, and 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 the Bills really solidified the, the last spots on the wide receiver room with those two guys. Uh, but if we look at wide receiver two, it's still a question mark. 
And I don't say that as a guy who hates Gabriel Davis or who doesn't trust him. I think he was really awesome two years ago against the Chiefs and, and was emerging as a, a top uh, number two wide receiver in the league. Uh, unfortunately, last season it didn't materialize and he couldn't keep it up. Uh, we can question how Dorsey has used him and how he's always sent deep to uh, it could be with clear out routes or even just being a deep threat. Uh, but the truth is we need better than what Gabriel Davis did last year. It wasn't bad. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't enough. Some of his drops were bad in, in really bad situations in at the worst possible time. And I really believe we need an upgrade at wide receiver two. Gabriel Davis can still be this guy, and maybe competition can light this fire and make him uh, really get back on track. But I don't think it's nice to go to the season betting on this or, or having your only real option as becoming a real good wide receiver two in the room is Gabriel Davis. I'm not comfortable with that. Okay. Kalil uh, Shakir maybe can emerge and be a, a threat to Gabe Davis. It's possible, but still, uh, it's hard to to bet all your your all your resources on this, right? So, I would really like to to see a wide receiver two being added early in the draft, um, mainly in the first round. I think it would be awesome. We just saw Daniel Jeremiah mock. Quentin Johnson to the Bills, I would be ecstatic um, if it happened because uh, Johnston is the kind of guy who I, I'd love to have in this room, young, all the potential in the world, has the size, has the speed, can gain yards after catch, uh, can be developed to be your number one down the road when Diggs uh, gets older, right? So I would really love it. Uh, Jordan Addison is another possibility who I'd like there. So wide receiver two, uh, and not necessarily a guy who plays outside, right? Because uh, if you can add uh, an elite slot guy who does what Paul Beasley did in the past as an all-pros, having a lot of catches, a lot of production, and being a guy who Josh Allen can really trust, uh, I would be very comfortable adding this kind of guy via draft two, all right? So wide receiver two, my first, my top need for this Bills roster right now. Uh, in going ahead, I look at my second top need. It would be, it is actually offensive tackle, all right? I really believe Spencer Brown hasn't done a great job. Uh, if you listen to Brandon Bean, you can see how Bean trusts Spencer Brown. And I can understand Brown struggled with the surgeries. Back surgeries aren't easy to come back from. And it was his first real opportunity to have an NFL offseason to get ready for the season. After a promising rookie year, dude has all the tools. Uh, he's an athletic freak, right? So... Uh, it was fair to expect more from him in the second year, but this surgery, the lack of offseason, uh, I think it hurts. Yeah, it hurt him a lot, and and it's it's understandable to to 
think about why Bean really trusts, really wants to, to see Brown succeed. Okay, I can get behind this line of, of thinking from Bean, but again, you can bet all your eggs on that basket. So uh, drafting an offensive tackle early uh, would be really interesting because this guy can compete with Spencer Brown. And even if he doesn't get the job as a starting right tackle uh, early on, the guy can be moved around. The guy can be developed as a right tackle, left tackle, inside. And listening to Aaron Cromer, you can see how he really values that young guys being able to move around the line, to learn different positions, and to be ready to play whenever it's necessary. Uh, he always says about wanting the best five guys out there. And, and if this rookie can be one of those, he can start um, almost on every place on this line. Because, okay, Mitch Morse is a great center, but we know he had his, his struggles with uh, concussions. And, and it can happen at any given time. So it's a possibility not to start your rookie right tackle there, but to move Bates or move McGovern there at center and play the rookie at guard. Uh, even our guards aren't the most proven guys in the world. I really like Ryan Bates, but you can upgrade on Bates, right? I, I'm curious about McGovern. I'm, I'm anxious to, to see him performing in this offensive line. I, I think he, it's a, a great signing with potential, but if you look at his contract, it's like a two-year deal and we'll see on year three. And in those two years, hopefully he becomes what Bean and McDermott expects from him, so you can extend him going forward. Uh, so it's not a sure thing. And, and if he doesn't perform, he can be a real solid um, backup and you can start your rookie tackle there also, right? Dawkins is here for a long time. I, I like the, uh, Dion Dawkins. I think he's good, but not great. And if you look at the type of, of or the archetype of offensive lineman the Bills has added, and you look at Rez, Dawkins is the lowest Rez in this offensive line right now. So uh, he's a guy who, who was brought even in the, the previous um with the previous GM, with Doug Whaley still there. So adding a, a rookie tackle would be interesting to be prepared for a future without Dawkins, to be prepared for uh, Spencer Brown struggles, to be pre prepared for under underachieving from one of our guards or even for an injury to Morse. So I really would like to have an offensive tackle being drafted early. Uh, it's real close to the need of wide receiver too. And if I take Gabriel Davis and Spencer Brown, I still think Gabriel Davis is the superior player right now, despite Spencer Brown having the, the, the highest potential maybe due to his athletic ability. But I trust Gabriel Davis more than I trust Spencer Brown right now. So why is tackle uh, below or... or why isn't tackle the first need? Because I think, uh, I really think in the round two, you can find a good prospect at those positions. And at the wide receiver position, I'm not so sure. 
okay it's 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 gonna make you select mostly a slot guy and not a, a guy who can play all over uh on the boundary or inside so i'd rather draft a wide receiver in round one and attack in round two i think some good guys will be available there maybe matt bergeron maybe uh, i don't know i i just feel like the 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 draft prospects or the draft uh the the tackle the tackle prospects the track uh, the the tackle board is deeper all right and you can really draft a nice guy on this on around Bill's second round pick so i i would like to 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 try it there okay maybe anton harrison or 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 as i said bergeron can be available there even darnell wright can fall down fall down a little bit and you can trade up for him so i just think it's deeper the class the tackle class is deeper than the wide receiver class in my opinion and it makes tackle the second biggest need behind wide receiver support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, then moving on, third, third biggest need still on this roster with all the moves. Oh, and just about tackle, Kissenberry just has been added. I don't think Kissenberry changes anything, all right? Uh, he's probably a, a camp body at this point. It's it's probably not a, a, a big deal. Uh, he should be very cheap, uh, no, not a lot of guaranteed money on him. So uh, his competition, but we saw last year, he he's not a guy who's gonna beat Spencer Brown and, and earn the starting right tackle spot. So I see him more as a camp body in a, as a fallback plan if you can't add via draft and it's very unlikely, all right? Uh, continuing with the third biggest need right now, in my opinion, defensive tackle position. Uh, okay, we have Daquan Jones, and sooner rather than later, he can be extended and even create more cap space. Uh, but as we talk right now, okay, uh, the Bills have no defensive tackle under contract for 2024, all right? All the guys are in the last year of their deals. A lot of question marks about Ed Oliver. He's 
he's been loud already with his post that has been deleted uh, since ever since but he's been loud about he wants uh the bills to show him the money he's or he's gonna try to test the free agency um even if he has a, a big year it's contract year and the bills will need really to think about if they want to pay at oliver going forward a guy who's undersized for defensive tackle position what caused the bills to have some problems sometimes and even with the direction that they're going at linebacker maybe booking up the defensive tackle both defensive tackle spots not just one technique like they Jones, but also your three technique guy being bigger being stouter against the run uh it might be uh the reason the bills move on on at oliver and i wouldn't be against it even uh doing it as soon as possible ah okay you create a new role a new hole sorry on this on this defense but depending on why you move oliver and what you can get from uh from from a deal moving him you can add via draft uh, his replacement you can add via free agency a guy like puna ford who's being rumored for for to the bills and who's a who's bigger stouter against the run and maybe doesn't offer the high the highest that oliver can offer on flashes but on consistent basis i think this puna ford Matt Ionides, guys like that can perform a, at a, a good level and replace Oliver in a way you don't really miss him. So moving at Oliver wouldn't be a bad a bad choice in my opinion. And you need to think forward. You need to think about your f- future also. So uh, you can draft ga- good guys on round two, round three in this draft to play into your defensive line okay uh a guy who i'd like to to keep an eye on is the florida defensive tackle uh Chirvon dexter from florida the guy had a great combine he's big he's stout he's a kind of on and off guy but when he's on he's really on he's almost unblockable i i really like his agility and his size but not just him Kino Benton has been mocked to Bills a lot. He's a big guy. Um, Jacqueline Roy from LSU is another option. So uh, the Bills need to add a defensive tackle rotation. I get that Tim Settle uh, didn't really play his natural position last year. He needed to fill uh, one technique, nose tackle more than he really liked, right? But as a threat technique maybe he can get uh he can have a good year behind three technique one this guy probably is this guy is at oliver right now but who knows if he's gonna be uh during the season uh then you have daquan jones but you don't really have depth there right and maybe jordan phillips can be signed back soon uh and i like what jordan phillips brings to the table brings to the bills and how he can can be dominant for stretches too but also again another on and off guy so part of a rotation um i think defensive tackle is a big need and it should be addressed early round two round three depends of the pieces available i wouldn't even write off 
a defensive tackle being drafted in the first round. Brandon Bean and Shane McDermott were parts were parts of the front office in Carolina who draft defensive tackles three years in a three years in a row in the first round. Startled to LA. Um Vernon Butler and Kawan Short were drafted back to back to back. So if the value is there in late in the round one, even Javon Carter has been mocked there to the Bills. And he, if he falls that far, maybe the Bills can go this direction and move Oliver later or even during the draft for a second, uh, a second, a third round pick and, 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 and continue to build the roster this way. So wide receiver two, offensive tackle who can move inside. So it takes kind of two needs, depth at guard and uh, a right tackle to battle Spencer Brown. And defensive tackle, the third is the third biggest need, in my opinion. Uh, going moving on, fourth biggest need is still on this roster, in my opinion. Defensive end, uh, Paul Miller. We don't know if he's gonna be ready for the season week one, week two. It can be a situation similar to Tre Davis White, and he can be brought. Uh, back to the to the fold as 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 the season goes on. We don't, we're not sure about the level of play we're gonna get from Von as he gets back. He's probably uh, a guy who's gonna need a, a period to to readapt to feel good again. So and maybe it can happen just by playoffs time or later in the season. And going to the season with Greg Rousseau. AJ Peneza and Boogie Bastion as your go-to guys at defensive end rotation, I really don't feel comfortable with that. Okay. Uh, okay. Boogie Bastion is entering his 30 year, the so-called 30 year that Brennan always talks about, the year that guys can really show who they really are. I like Boogie. Okay. I think he can offer more and I hope he can come ready for this season and really grab this opportunity and, and run with it. But to be 100% sure about it, it's difficult. It's tough to be to trust them that much. AJ Penez is a guy entering the last year of his deal. He he went through a complete transformation. He's no longer that guy we saw pre-draft, uh, a strong, stout guy. No, he's a lighter one now uh, who uses technique to beat his op opponents use speed, uh, lighter one, a guy who's a not, I'm not comfortable playing on early downs. And, and Greg Rousseau has been a, a great player, but still not a dominant one. I think he's been really good against the run. He sh has showed flashes rushing the passer. And we hope also year three he can take the next step and, and become a, a, a truly dominant defender, edge defender. But as I, I, I said about Boogie and, and Epineza, it's far from a sure thing. We can't really uh, guarantee Rousseau will be this guy. So the Bills need to add to this rotation uh, to at least guarantee good level of play until Von Miller is back and feeling good, feeling 100% again. Uh, draft is a possibility. Uh, still, Arsene. There are still nice options in the free agency, veteran guys like Justin Hills, Tom Melvin Ingram, guys who can come and, and really 
add some some experience and, and at least set a floor. I think Breen has has done a, a good job setting a floor at every position uh, in this roster right now. But defensive end, thinking about the rotation, we still need it. They still need at least one piece added there. And I think defensive end is a, a, a need going forward and the fourth biggest need in my list right now. And then the fifth, uh, the, the fifth lead, uh, need, okay, the fifth need going forward is the linebacker position, a need that I think most have as your need number one, right? Um, I really don't see it this way. I think uh, there were two linebackers drafted last year for a reason, all right? One as height as third round pick. And if you remember, Milano was a fifth round pick and got his opportunity later in his rookie year, showed flashes, played well, got his opportunity to start next year and never looked back and became a great guy, a pro baller type linebacker and now a no pro type linebacker that the Bills uh, kind of choose to keep even over Tremaine Edmonds at the value he got in free agency, right? So uh, how about Terrell Bernard? How about Braylon Spector? Because those guys were drafted last year and they had one year to learn, to be developed by Bills coaches. And it's not because we as a fans or analysts or people outside the organization think that the Bills need to add a, a more experienced linebacker or or draft one early. That, that doesn't mean that the coaches see it this way, that Brandon Bean see it this way. Even if you check last Brandon Bean interview, he 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 was sure to to make everybody know about okay sometimes the the answer is inside your organization not outside right the bills made some interesting additions in the coaching staff Al Holcomb in particular because that's a guy who worked with quickly worked with Thomas Davis worked with Jack Thompson early and and a guy who is know who's known about developing linebackers, right? So uh, a guy as experienced as Holcomb coming in to help young linebackers like Bernard, like uh, Spector, could be huge. And even if the Bills draft one early, and Jack Campbell is the, the name uh, to look for right now because he's he's been practicing with quickly. The guy is is practically a, a, a Tremaine Edmonds clone. If you look at res, if you look at size, mobility, and so, and even uh, uh, he's, he's not as young as Tremaine when he arrived, but the guy is more ready, he's more pro-ready right now with uh, Butkus award winner and all of this. So maybe he's he's the guy to be drafted by the Bills, but, but I don't buy on on being going to the draft showing the world who's is gonna draft and 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 locking on just one guy right so i really don't believe uh being mcdermott those guys look at the linebacker position and and think it's a big need if it were a big need uh they would have signed somebody as we speak right now and the opportunities were there because other than Tremaine Edmonds, we didn't see any other. We haven't seen, right? There are still possibilities. We haven't seen 
uh, linebackers get getting paid so far, right? We've seen a lot of cheap deals. Even Edwards, who's going to play with Edmonds, the former Eagle, got a way smaller, way cheaper deal than Tremaine. So there were a lot of opportunities to add a linebacker to replace Tremaine Edmonds, to add a more experienced guy, to add a guy with potential. Uh, Devin Bush was out there. Uh, Okereke was out there. Uh, we had Lavonte David as an experienced option. Right, Bobby Wagner is still out there, but the Bills never sign a guy, and it and it shows me a lot about how they trust Bernard mainly, in my opinion, and then Dodson getting back, Spector, guys who are there, who knows uh, those guys know what the middle linebacker spot needs to do, what's gonna be asked from them. All right, if you remember at when Terrell Bernard was drafted a year ago, everybody was raving. If you look at his his scouting report, everybody was raving at the leadership qualities, at the communication qualities, green dot kind of guy, uh, the guy who would became a captain in the defense. So uh, it screamed like a replacement from Tremaine Adams. But when you look at his size, okay, this guy is more a Milano, right? Uh, coaches all the time talk about getting the best players on the field. So it's not like uh, Bernard is below the 220, 215 pounds. The guy is close to 230 pounds as Milano. Uh, he has the mobility. He can run sideline to sideline. He can cover space. Um, and I believe a lot of Bills fans would rather have two Milanos at linebacker than having Milano and Edmonds, especially before last season, right? When a lot of people still were very, very questioning uh, Tremaine Edmonds a lot. So if you can have two Matt Milanos at your linebacker spot, I think you'll find ways to do so because Matt Milano is the kind of guy who can win games for you, who can make game-changing plays. I'm not out there saying Bernard is Matt Milano, but the potential is there, right? And and it's totally unfair to write this guy off before he has an opportunity, right? Bernard really hasn't had an opportunity so far. Neither is Spectre. Dodson had more opportunities, and I believe he set the floor, and that's why he, he was brought back by Bean, because... With Dodson, they have a guy who sets the floor there, a guy who can play well against the run, a guy who knows this defense, a guy who's going to get exposed here and there covering, but is not really that bad. He sets the floor, is a nice backup, and is a guy who can hold the fort. I don't see Dodson as a downgrade when you look at what they used to replace Micah Hyde for Axel when he went down. They tried Jaquan Johnson, the guy who they believed, who they thought had the potential and was ready to contribute. It didn't work, and they played Damar Hamlin. So I don't see Dodson a lesser player at linebacker than Damar Hamlin at safety. And I liked what Damar Hamlin brought to the table and how he performed. It obviously was uh, nowhere near what Micah Hyde was doing, but it was solid. And the defense could still perform well with him in the lineup. 
I think Tyrell Dodson offers you that. I don't think he will do any splash plays at Edmonds level. Um, I don't think he offers that much potential, but I think the defense can still play well with him at Mike Linebacker. Talking about this, still, I don't see Dodson as linebacker one right now, right? Uh, alongside Milano. I think Bern it's Bernard's job to lose. I think Bernard's going to get his opportunity. And I'm really confident he can do a great job, especially if you book up the defensive tackle position on early downs to keep them free, to, to, to keep Bernard, Milano freer, right? Uh, it can be done. Uh, I believe it can work. And if Mac, and if Sean McDonald says, look, Terrell Bernard can play this middle back, middle linebacker position, this Mike linebacker position, I trust McDonald. He's going to call the defense this year, probably. He's in charge of the defense more than ever with uh, Leslie Fraser out of the picture. So I think that the Bills can find ways if they look at Bernard and think he's the best linebacker they can have alongside Milano, they're going to find a way to make it work, even if he's not as big, as long as Terrell Ad, uh, Tremaine Edmonds. So uh, that's why I don't have linebacker as the biggest need out there. It's the fifth one. I think you, stand, you still can draft a guy, not maybe early like Jack Campbell, but maybe you can you can draft a guy middle or late rounds. Uh, um, for example, the Diabate guy from Utah, that's a long guy, a guy with speed, and a guy who can play middle linebacker for you. Maybe until they, in the beginning of the season, uh, as Bernard is getting his shot, and and if it's if it doesn't look good, and maybe they try Spectre and middle to set down in the the floor with Tyrell Dodson, that's the time you're developing a guy like Diabati to take over later in the year so the possibilities are endless the trade market will be there until week eight so it's not like the bills really must address this need accept all right maybe uh they can they can really try their their draftees from a year ago and i think it's totally fair i think it makes a lot of sense when you invest a third round pick on a guy like Terrell bernard this guy can be only a matt milano backup this guy must be something more. Otherwise, it would make no sense to spend a third-round draft pick on a linebacker who would play only when Milano can play. Uh, I really don't want to believe uh, Brandon Bean would do a thing like that. So I trust McDermott when he says Bernard can play there, and that's why I don't have this, this linebacker position as a top need or even top three. It's the fifth need in my in my top five um so i have some some other positions observations uh after this top five top five finished with wide receiver two offensive tackle defensive tackle defensive end and then linebacker uh the observations the 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 other positions that, that i would like to talk about guard it's a need right you need depth uh and obviously if you can draft a guy who can compete and beat Bates or, or McGovern why not right um I think unfortunately uh, we won't see Mitch Morse for a long period 
unfortunately i love the guy but the guy had uh, has had his problems with concussions and and sooner rather than later later you 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 probably must be ready to a, a life without morse uh so guard is a need but as i said before if you draft a tackle and the way Cromer look at the position and he's be vocal he's be, he has been on heck on record talking about it wanting moving young offensive linemen all around and testing them in different positions i think the the offensive tackle need already feels all right this spot in the offensive line still you can draft a offensive tackle round one round two or the latest in round three in my opinion and you can get a guard later in the draft no doubt as, as a, a, pros, a prospect a guy to be developed uh another position another one that i still would like to add safety um jordan poor contract if you look at it it's like one year deal with the opportunity to one more but there is no guaranteed money on the second year of jordan poyer's deal and we know micah hyde is on the last year of his deal i love both guys and they have played great maybe they can go down as the top two best safeties on on Bill's history if you look at the stats and and the impact but uh, at some moment we're gonna need to move on hopefully they can play really well this year help the bills to achieve their goal win a super bowl and they can get a new deal and continue going forward but unfortunately we can't uh it's not always possible we can guarantee that so uh maybe the bills need to move on after this year maybe they they show they are getting older and the bills need to move on uh after the season and it will be possible with the way the the contracts were were made right so safety is a possibility to in the draft to draft and develop we can see uh christian benford being moved there to be developed and be prepared to take over next year or two years from now there can be another another guy being drafted this way uh but another possibility is drafting a cornerback right an athletic cornerback who can run with guys just like Kyrie Elon because down the stretch maybe moving to Davis White to safety makes sense especially after this surgery after his knee problems I hope Trey can come back uh this year to his normal self and be a stud again at cornerback but he's also getting older and at some point it would be possible to move him to safety and maybe even the the coaching staff feel more comfortable having an experience to Davis White at the safety position not for this season obviously but uh one year from now or two years from now in adding more youth to the cornerback room so cornerback and safety can be some needs but they aren't high on the list but they can be addressed this draft with developmental guys um and another developmental guy is at a tight end position the bills are set at tight end one with Dawson not uh tight end two in Quinton Morris you have a developmental guy a guy who has who is athletic a guy who's who can run who can offers a, a skill set similar to a wide receiver one I was really impressed by the game Morris started in Knox place last season 
I I really felt like okay, we need to see more from this guy because he looks like a matchup nightmare for line for linebackers and safeties. Um, not so sure about his blocking skills, right? So this is a draft where they say it's a deep class at the tight end position, especially say the people who really goes deep in drafting, studying prospects, and the Bills can add uh, another guy there also. Um, and even at the quarterback position, I finished making notes about quarterback and running back positions. Obviously, running back, we just added uh, Damian Harris. Love the signing. I think he's a, the power back we needed. He has speed and has power. Um, he's a guy who who's reliable if you need him to be running back one and get the book of the carries. Obviously, the plan is to let James Cook get his opportunities and, and, and become running back one. But again, it's not 100% sure. We know James Cook never was this kind of guy at Georgia. Uh, he showed flashes for the Bills. He's going to get his opportunity. I hope it works. Uh, but if it doesn't, Damian Harris is a, a nice fallback plan. We know Nahim Hines isn't starting running back material. He's a complimentary guy. So I love this signing, especially, especially if it's cheap. I believe it is. So, uh, But still, Damian Harris isn't the guy who's going to make Brandon Mint shy away from a running back prospect that he feels can become a running back one and... and your bell cow uh, down the road, right? So I'm a big, uh, big vision Robinson guy. If he's there at 27, I believe you can pass a, a talent like that. I really don't believe he'll be there. But if he's there at 27 and, and Brandon Vint sees him as a weapon, really a guy who's going to uh, elevate the level of this offense, I don't believe he's going to pass on on. I don't believe he'll pass on Bijan because of, of Damian Harris. Anyway, I think the position is set. If they need to go with this running back room to the, the season, I think it's fine. And, and that's why I love the signing. At the quarterback position, again, Matt Barkley is already there. And Kyle Allen is a guy who, unfortunately, won't be there winning a lot of games for, for you. He still has untapped potential. He's a big-time Josh Josh Allen friend, but he's not that kind of, of backup that can keep you really competitive, in my opinion. Everything must be clicking around him so he can win some games for you. Uh, I'd like to add a developmental guy late, and my preference would be for a, a really athletic guy, Dorian Thompson. From, from UCLA, maybe Malik Cunningham from Louisville, because uh, try to develop the, those guys as passers, but they still have something to make people worried about if they need to play early. They have their legs, they have their mobility, you can run some read option with them, and you can, you can put pressure on opposing defense with their skill sets and their mobility. So... Uh, remember when the Ravens made Tyrod Taylor a, a six-round pick, a guy out of from Virginia Tech that could run, could, was really mobile, and and they developed him to be a, a backup. To look, get in, get to the game, don't screw it over. 
uh, avoid turnovers and and let the defense let people around you win the game for us. Tyrod was was developed this way and become this kind of of quarterback. We saw it as a build starter that he used it to do exactly that: play uh, safe football with uh, a big play here and there with his a big arm, a big throw down the field or his legs. But mainly game manager taking care of the football, avoiding turnovers, and letting the defense, letting the run game, letting uh, the team around him win the game. You can draft a guy late and and transform into that. And I would look to, I would like to see to see the Bills doing that uh, with one of these prospects, so you can have a backup for cheap for five year rookie deal. So I would like to look at. Uh, obviously, you can't fill all those needs in one draft. The Bills don't have enough uh, picks to do so, but those are my 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 main needs for this roster after all the the Brandon Bean sign signing so far. What do you think? Let me know. It's gonna be a it's gonna be fun to to discuss with you here in YouTube um, via YouTube comment section. It'll be really fun to discuss with you. It can be also at Buffer Rumblings via comment section. It's gonna be really nice to to see your your needs for this team. How do you see uh, these needs that the, that I showed to you today? The my top five, and, and let me know. I will really enjoy to to interact with you and and know your opinion. We have we have some people on the chat. A lot of guys from Brazil who are always here and leading the charge in Portuguese. Uh, Rodrigo congratulating me for the 300 follower in my channel. I appreciate my friend. Man. Hopefully 3,000 soon, right? Uh, Gustavo Govils, 300 more. I appreciate. Guys, people who doesn't follow me yet, follow me at arroba at Fernando Shimudi, right? Uh, follow me at Fernando Shimudi on Twitter. I'm always... Uh, keeping everybody updated about all Bills news and the leading the chart will be always there at Buffalo Rumblings. Some content in English, some content in Portuguese for Brazilian Bills Mafia, for Latin Bills Mafia, and it's going to be a pleasure. Marcus interacting in English, what's up? Being honest, I was expecting some big moves besides resigning so far. I don't know if you can beat other great teams like the City, Bengals, or even being the first team AFC East. A lot of people are feeling this way, Marcus, but we got to remember that this team won a lot of games last year. They lost just three games during the season, and like the loss in Miami could be, could have, could have been, could have been avoided, right? Uh, with a few seconds more to, to spike that ball, the loss against the Vikings could could have been avoided with a simple good snap and quarterback sneak, right? And and the Bills lost those games. So it was already a really good team who went through a lot of difficulties, a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of off-the-field issues also in Buffalo with the shootings, uh, the Mar Hamlin situation, uh, Kim Pegula situation, right? Unfortunately, hopefully she can get better soon. 
and recover. But this team, Fulton, couldn't finish, get the job done at the end against another good team in the Bengals. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This year, this team is back with some upgrades, uh, as I point, pointed out here. I think the signings are, are upgrades. I, I really liked Devin Singletary, but I think Damian Harris is an upgrade because he's the kind of running back you needed, a power back to, to mix with Cook, right, and Hines. So, Sheffield is an upgrade on, on Camero, on Taiwan Jones, and a possibility on the offense. Harty is a, a an upgrade over McKenzie, right? Uh, McGovern, we hope it's an upgrade over over Saffold. So the team has has gotten better, okay, with with some smart signings, and I think the biggest uh, need going forward is hitting in this draft with a. a a nice rookie first round guy who can come in and contribute and really um, improve our team. How is it a wide receiver too who can beat Gabriel Davis? Awesome. Is this uh, is this a right tackle who can beat Spencer Brown and, and make this team better? Awesome. So we just need to add another piece who really can can make this team better. A defensive tackle maybe who can be better than 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 Ed Oliver or make him expendable and and make a straight at Oliver and bring a more help via this draft pick or other players. So the team has gotten better. Okay, Matt. Um, it's difficult to add splash names or, or big time names all the time. But remember, years ago, McDermott worked magic and, and signed Poyer, Hyde guys. Nobody uh, really expected a lot from them and they became all pros. So maybe those some of those guys aren't the big time names we some people wanted right now, but they can they can become these big time names down the road. Okay. Uh, still, Marcus Binnerad resigned Kissenberry to depth and to with Brown. Kissenberry is in competition to Brown. We saw it last year, right? He's a nice guy to have as a depth piece to a camp body to compete, but I really don't believe he he can. He can be a, a, a threat to Spencer Brown. And at this point, I see him as a camp body, a guy who's, who can stick if the Bills can draft uh, a tackle in a guard, maybe, during the draft, right? So don't see him as a competition. And Marcus believe in a linebacker. Uh, yes, if you look at the moves, you think like, okay, they haven't added the linebacker and it must be the pick. But to be honest, I think they not adding or they just re-added. Uh, they just re-added Tyrell Dodson. So I think they are comfortable with the guys they have. And I think they really want to see what they have in Bernard and if needed in Spectre, right? And they can address it later. They can address it via trade. They can draft a guy and develop behind 
Bernard Inspector late in the draft, middle and late rounds. Or if the guy, the right guy is there, they can draft the linebacker early in the first, in the second, trade down. The possibilities are endless. Jack Campbell is the name who everybody has an eye on since he's practicing and uh, with Luke quickly and he has the size Edmonds had. But I can believe the Bills uh, and Bean would zero in a guy. So they must like other other prospects there too. And, and, and I think maybe Drew Sanders makes sense. Uh, a guy who I like is the Tulane linebacker, uh, the Williams guy. Quick, fast, and can run, and so Doria Williams, if I'm not mistaken. So there are a lot of names. The Abadi guy from Utah, late in the draft. So I believe they aren't really like how oh, we must draft the linebacker early because otherwise they would have signed somebody in the free agency. That's my opinion. That's how I see it. Thank you, Victor. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all Mafia who's been with me for this hour. Okay? Leading the charge. Always here at Buffalo Rumblings. Don't forget to like the button, to hit this like button, to subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel, to subscribe to my own channel, Fernando Shimuji. All right? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Fernando Shimuji. I really appreciate all of you. And as I said, comment. The comment sections are there. And I'm curious to... to to look at your opinion, to know your opinion, to discuss with you. I appreciate it. I will be back with the Leading the Chart on Sunday. Half of the show being in English. I will have Anthony Marino with me. And we're going to talk a lot of deals off-season, talk draft, talk free agency. Um, I will expose this, this top five needs list to him. And, and the other half of the show, I'm going to uh, translate it to Portuguese to all Bills Mafia in Brazil. So, thank you so much. See you soon, Bills Mafia. Appreciate it. And let me know. Let me know your opinion. Okay? So, that's it. See ya and go Bills.